DJ Them Jeans. It's your boy, Chris Black. I just put on a Good Patch B12 to really get jacked for today's episode. B12. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just, I, I've never, I've only used the, the, sleepy mm-hmm. ones i've never used the uppers so i'm trying the good patch cocaine edition today for this podcast is b12 b12 and upper yeah bro that's why i get the shots in my butt <laughs> i i do people <laughs> yeah. get like the a b12 drip right mm-hmm. i would also do that but you know i was looking at drip prices uh-huh. uh not at not not with johnny dang mm-hmm. but at, at a you know iv place it's fucking crazy. It's like three hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean, can you put a price on a Vegas hangover, bro? I mean, I would do. I would. I've never done one before. So, thanks to our friends at Next Health, they should be offering me one at some point where I go to get my B twelve shots. But I just don't. I, I didn't. I don't. It seems a little steep for a bag of fluid. Look, better, better help. They're like a sponsor of ours or whatever. That's fine. Mental health is okay, <laughs> but I need. I need a bag full of inanimate liquid to be slowly trickled into my bloodstream administered by somebody who has no medical degree (laughs) yeah i love the best part about getting a b12 shot in la at next health is that it's literally a a woman who is a bottle service waitress three months before (laughs) that has like fake lips and fake tits that's putting like putting a shot into your ass (laughs) and is legally allowed to do so because she's wearing scrubs. I don't know what the, I don't know. We got to put these bottle these bottle service women. I I I you couldn't tell because I was speaking but it was W O M X N. Okay, I'm saying these ladies already know how to find the vein. Let's get them out. Let's get them out there in Walgreens. Let's get them out there at CVS and we'll start knocking out these boosters, you know, and and you know, normally they'll rub a little patch of alcohol uh, on the area as they're about to blast you off yeah to clean but it. now maybe a little little goose a little belvedere will be rubbed on there because she already has it yeah, in her yeah, back pocket ready to go right <laughs> she the, the the idea of going to cvs to get the covid19 booster and a bottle service waitress <laughs> in figs figs brand startup scrubs <laughs> that she's tailored to be tighter and then she pull she pulls out a a small airplane sized bottle of belvedere from her balenciaga mm-hmm. fanny pack and just dabs balenciaga it fanny dabs pack. it on <laughs> dabs it dabs it onto your vein and then just and just shoots mm-hmm. it straight into you is a really cool it would make i think that maybe is how you get some of these anti-vaxxers to get to get vaxxed hey man you know what i mean it's it, it, it's i'm thinking i'm thinking of like an enema of the state blink 182 oh, style yeah, of course y- the you doctor know I mean? is here to see you and you're like i think i'm gonna like getting a booster exactly. but speaking of mental health i sent you a link earlier are you familiar with with lush they kind of invented the bath bomb of course actually there's a there's a there's a lost lush um logo in the archives of how long gone merch it's oh, actually it's, it's, a, it's a fine logo their their original logo from like the 90s or whatever where it's it, very cool it looks like your wilco t-shirt there's you know, maybe one day maybe one day something will something will come out but they're in the news now you say well yeah because of this announcement today i think maybe that t-shirt has to get made okay because we, we i want to i want to stand in solidarity with our friends uh who make soaps <laughs> that smell so good you want to eat them even though you know they're poison um i could just eat this this sea vegetable bar um but yeah trendy soaps brand lush cosmetics uh, has quit facebook instagram tiktok and snapchat in a radical move to draw attention to how these platforms are changing people's mental health that's huge because their twitter page has been my bible during quarantine <laughs> 
<laughs> when I was looking, when I was looking for breaking news on the COVID nineteen pandemic and other store important stories, I would just go to at Lush Cosmetics and scroll scroll right past the Karma soap onto the latest up, latest updates. Yeah, yeah. I, I vote with my dollars and my follows. And Lush, <laughs> exactly. what Lush exactly. was doing, they, I mean, they made Steakums look like I don't know, fucking. No, I mean, I, I just think that these brands you know, performatively deleting their Instagram only to, I can almost guarantee you that Lush Cosmetics brings back their social channels within a one week period. One week? No, they may have to wait longer. I'm sure they have an internal plan for this, but like uh, how much can a, how much does the Lush social media team get paid? Like how much money are they really saving? Obviously they unfortunately had to fire their social media team which is why which is why they decided to spin this you know if you if you watch hbo succession they'll be like you know something seems fishy here and then i would say chris what's the play here you know what i mean because i don't get i don't i don't trust it there's something something's fishy going yeah, on something's here so. fishy. i would agree with you i mean i just think that if companies start deleting social media to to get more customers is that any better than posting on social media to get more customers i'm not sure that's a that's a good point that's a good point i mean but but also you know i'm sh- i'm sure every every cosmetic brand has to have social media it's a huge part of their their sales you know even if you're just like maybelline or some brand that's been around for hundreds of years you just got to do it but for lush it's just like we're still selling some soaps you know we at the mall so they're like you know fuck it i don't really yeah you know like i said before their their twitter is not a, a booming marketplace of ideas no but if you have yeah i guess if you also the thing we're not mentioning is that lush is is a known you know entity with with a giant retail footprint. Their business is absolutely brick and mortar. It's 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 impulse buys only, and they decided uh, yeah. to delete their socials impulsively as well. But I I think another kind of chess move that that they're playing here is mm-hmm. nobody cares about Lush at all. Yeah. You know, pretty much. So and, now- and, and they're they're saying, you know what? I bet we could announce that we're going to delete our socials. And nobody is even going to care enough to check, and they probably haven't deleted any of them. <laughs> no, they probably they're just, probably all still there, and they're just like, I mean, who's really going to? No, check no, this? they they took them down, but I'm sure it's something that they didn't delete. They just uh, are taking a break, right? You know, they didn't they didn't delete the account. That's fucking crazy talk. Nobody's going to delete their <laughs> nobody's going to delete their fucking account. That would be crazy. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Even lush. I just love the news, Jason. You know what I mean? It gives us so much, and you probably check it every day. I I you know I didn't want to say anything, but I do check it every day, much like my social media channels um it's kind of my vein to culture like you said jason lush nobody cared before now they're getting talked about on the hottest podcast on the on in the metaverse so mm. you know <laughs> chess move i think i think that, that they won yeah no i'm just looking outside a little bit of snow's coming down how's it going over there in glendale snow? yeah a little bit of light snow oh fuck i know it's bro so 72 and sunny over here bro we looking good i gotta get home man i gotta get home i'm dying on the vine out here i'm just you know i'm my ankles flaring up it's cold you know i've got too much stuff to do ankle flaring up you got some gout this seems gouty no i i just i don't know what i don't know what the problem is but last night i i taken a little time off from the treadmill just because my ankle was feeling a little funny so i i but last night it felt good so i hit the treadmill at berries and 
your boy was limping home in the freezing cold. Oh, no. Um, but, but don't worry. I'm going to see the acupuncturist uh, as soon as we finish podcasting. I'll be back. To, I'll be back. Yeah, I, I was actually going to hit the gym today. And then because I got my, my booster yesterday, shout out to my Filipino bro over at Wal- Walgreens for letting me leave without waiting for the full 10 minutes. He, he knew what time it was. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna let we're gonna let this tall drink of water out of here with just a warning. He can he can he can drive he can drive his truck home under the influence, and if he crashes, there's no blood on our hands. He voluntarily left. How do you feel? I heard it fucks people up. I heard it's fucking people up. It did not. It did not really fuck me up. I was I was definitely sort of a little cautious. I'm I'm a little sleepy ish. I'm a little lethargic ish, and my arm mm-hmm. where my uh, where the shot actually happened is a little sore. But I feel like they might have had a hard time finding muscle in your arm that could have something to do with it <laughs> just something to think about muscle has nothing to do with it you motherfucker oh okay okay i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not a doctor i'm not a doctor but uh yeah there the guy was like hey man you gotta when you're done you you have to just sit here in the chair for like 10 15 minutes make sure you know you don't have a seizure or you don't pass out or whatever it is yeah anybody in glendale knows there there's a trader joe's and a walgreens next to it just kind of north of the americana and that parking lot can be a real fucker, and I couldn't find any parking at all. And oh, I was, I was running late, so I had to do a little bit of a uh, a gray area parking. It wasn't enough to be, you know, have the cops called on me, but it was sure. It, if I, if I played fast and loose with it, I could have gotten could have got towed. So as soon as the shot was done, I was like, you know what? I'm parked illegally, so I'm just gonna leave. And he's like, well, we ask that you stay here for the ten minutes. And I was like, all right, I'll stay here for the ten minutes. I'll just sit outside on the chair, and then I just walk straight out. And Damn, Jason! I was like, please, please don't have a seizure while driving home. And I didn't. The bad boy of Glendale's back on his BS. He's saying, "Oh, you want me to wait ten minutes so I don't kill myself and others?" That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking to the streets, bro. You can't stop me. I'm gonna get a Gatorade on the way home too, bitch. See we see what you say about that. Yeah, man, I'm hydrated. I'm I'm boosted. I'm feeling good. So um, J- the, yeah, I I'm just glad to hear that you're boosted and, and hydrated because that's gonna make for a good podcast today. Cause I I'm feeling I had a coffee, I have my B twelve patch. I'm also hydrated, but I have a big night ahead of me. Um, so I, I just, you know, I'm trying to kind of conserve my energy. You're gonna go see Dune. What's going on? Fuck no, loser. No, I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go get acupuncture, and then I'm going to. Uh, cool night. My friends at Drake's are, are dropping a new coat off for me, uh, which I have to be here to to receive. I need to pick up some dry cleaning as well. So your your big night is is waiting around for UPS to drop <laughs> off a package, and then you get the dry cleaning. Damn, you're a fucking. No, it's not. No, it's not a UPS. It's a human. In New York, Jason, we do this thing where you get stuff messengered in the fashion industry. It's kind of a it's kind of a crazy concept, but oh, because of the subway stations and and how frequent they appear. You know, you're able to just run to someone's house with with the item uh, in question. I, I gotta look into this. Uh, I'm also gonna see friend of the show David Cho tonight, actually, for a little uh, down low activation. Not down low like that. Like down the low. Fuck, just, are you talking about a down low activation? Uh, I, I, you know, he's into freaky shit. You can't say more. We're gonna go wait in line at the Chanel store together. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're gonna we're gonna wait in line at Goyard. Just two fellas at Goyard together. What is this? Can you give me a hint? Is this crypto I, no. related? No, or, it's or not. is it or is it Christmas related? If I reveal anything, I've revealed too much. But we do have a guest. Okay. We, we do have a guest today. We got Marlo. Mar- Marlo Granados uh, is um, a a writer whose book Happy Hour, her debut novel, I actually discovered at McNally Jackson as a recommended book. And I, I picked it up. Or, or a great organic discovery impulse buy, just like buying some soap at the Lush store. Exactly. This is why I don't buy books on Amazon unless mm-hmm. I already know I like them. So I went into my local chapter of McNally Jackson. Her book caught my eye. I get it and I read it and I really liked it. You know, So it's, it's a classic story of organic discovery. And then I just cold emailed her and said, you know what? You sound like a fun chick. Why don't you come on? <laughs> why don't you come on? How long gone? Your book is literally about partying, yeah. And that's what we—that's what we love to talk about. So, um, you know, if, if if there's three subjects we love on How Long Gone, it's partying, uh, charming people, and New York City. So that's kind of her. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the trifecta that she represents in the book. So let's. Uh, I also I think she lives in Toronto by choice, which I would like to hear more about. As as <laughs> uh, let's give Marlo a jingle. Marlo, what's up? Are you in Toronto right now? Yes, I'm from here. Oh, you are? Oh, you're from there. I thought you just like liked it and were like, fuck, I'm going to live here. What neighborhood do you live in? I live in Parkdale. Okay, yeah, very cool of you. I'm more of a, a Rosedale guy, if you know what I'm saying. What does that mean, if you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she just, she knows. Rosedale's like for like rich people. Got it. Um, Got it. And <laughs> like... <laughs> she, she, I'm a rich white lady, Marlo. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way, okay? That's like one of the neighborhoods in Toronto where um, poor people can't afford to live. So that's kind of why I thought it'd be more of your flavor. Um, I've lived in Parkdale for like since 2016, but I grew up in Forest Hill, like Drake did. So, oh, no, okay. Now, now we're talking. You're talking. You're talking about Rosedale being a rich neighborhood. Forest Hill, I believe, is the richest neighborhood. I mean, I lived in a two bedroom, but I was definitely surrounded by that for sure. It's very leafy. We're big fans of Canada here on the podcast, actually. Yeah, Chris's life partner is is Canadian, and I've been there a bunch. I used to not be allowed. <laughs> Customs can be a little dicey, but now I'm, I'm good money over there. This isn't just like a fact within my social group, is that I have a lot of Canadians <laughs> that are banned from America. They can't go. Damn, Marlo running with a tough crowd. I didn't know you knew criminals. You really <laughs> fuck with criminals Human like trafficking, that? drugs. <laughs> what are some of these reasons that your friends are up to? These, these guys... These guys sound hot these guys sound very hot that's all uh, i'll say yeah no this one guy was like i was dating once and he i was like oh, i'm going to new york and he's like must be nice he was like i can't i can't go there and i was like okay this just seems weird and he's like i'm banned for like 22 years or something 22 so years like, <laughs> damn did he give you a reason something about drugs he was but it's he was kind of like a cagey character so banned from a country for 22 years that's some good dick isn't it <laughs> That's definitely some good dick. That's like that guy. If you're 22 years, is some you're moving weight in Etobicoke. Mm-hmm. That that's not that's not some light. That's Brampton weight right there. That's not some light. I think shit. he was like already into the sentence. I think it was like something that happened to him like years ago. So it was like longer than 22 years. It's just 22 years now. Oh, he only had 20. <laughs> he, only had 20 he only had 22 left on his his bid. Is what you're saying? Yeah. So on your on your 30th anniversary, then you guys are gonna get to be able to go to New York for the very first time and check out you know union square and stuff in the fall it is nice to see new york through someone else's eyes at times you know when did you live here 
So when I was 18, I moved to London and I kind of did this weird thing where I would spend like four months in New York and the rest in London, like for the next few years after that. So you're saying, you're saying this book you wrote is is based on your life hold on <laughs> wait a minute because i'm noticing i'm noticing some of these plot lines here as we get into it and it's it's a i'm seeing some similarities but i'm is sorry that, is that called auto fiction i've heard of auto fiction i think that auto fiction is a little bit different i think that's it it, it has a definite realist tone i think that the happier is a little bit more stylistic in voice but you know i like to play tricks on readers i think it's fun mm-hmm. <laughs> i like that too you know i just got back from london where i had a near-death experience and i'm very happy to be back in new york um but uh do you like do you, you know it's easy for canadians to get in over there is that where you went there first yes i had like a working visa for two years and then i went to school there yeah i mean i lived there for six years in total pretty much like on and off um it was you know i didn't how what was your near-death experience um it was just it was just food poisoning it wasn't but i oh. but i passed out and hit my head in, in a bathroom so it could have been fatal um don't worry i'm fine he concussed himself on a loo right marlo when you were in london did you ever work at a restaurant yes okay what what restaurant i can't tell you listeners just just so you know marlo's also wearing like a really nice kind of like chanel inspired suit it might be chanel for all i know and when when she said i can't tell you she threw her hair dramatically behind her head i just want you to know that i can tell you which nando's i was a hostess at. yeah which which nando's did you hostess at because oh my god i wish i worked at nando's you know what i heard do you know that do you know um that band Trash Talk? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I used to be friends with them a while back. And they told me, I don't know if it was a lie, but they told me that they had like the Nando's black card so that they could just go and they would just give them free food all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was really jealous. And I don't know whether they were lying to me or not. We should we should like get them to call in. Don't worry. Don't worry. The the <laughs> listeners of this podcast will let us know if that's true or false. <laughs> whether we like it, we like it or not. These dorks don't quit. Uh, but I, I feel like that's probably Jason. I believe that. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's I think that's plausible. I'll I'll ask Lee from Trash Talk as soon as this is done. Tell Lee I said hi. I'll tell Lee you said hi, my sober king. I also feel like Trash Talk is the kind of band where the guys at Nando's that could give them that card actually listen to Trash Talk. You know what I mean? So right. That, yeah. That that tracks for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with, with your with your restaurant experience in London. That which will go unnamed, of course. Do you have any tips on how to deal with British food poisoning? Because Chris really went through it. Um, I have experience dealing with the PR end of that. You put out some fires. When people would say that they had food poisoning, <laughs> you'd have to say, well, you were here for, you were here just yesterday and food poisoning doesn't usually enact like that quickly. Oh. So, <laughs> oh. Marlo, fuck you, Marlo. Fuck you. You're the enemy. This is exactly. <laughs> That's probably a super fun email to send. You're like, can't wait to see what the person responds with. I, so, oh, so you were, you worked in the PR. You didn't work in a restaurant. You worked for a restaurant. I was, no, I was like a, I was a, um, like a host. Were you a front of house shouty? Yes, of course. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I really relate to that. Um, the the meme of like the line cook and like the front of house stuff. Like that was very my style. Like the very cute girls, and then like the guys who look like they just crawled out of a garbage can, and everyone's dating each other. <laughs> yeah. So that was you. That was you. Yeah, you you definitely dated a line cook or two. You know. Even more recently, yes. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> what restaurant does he or she work at? I can't... Why are we trying to name names here? What is we're, this? We're, this is a gotcha style podcast. <laughs> you should have done your homework, Marla. You're in I, the I fucking we were, flame zone. Like, no, you know, I was going to call it Huac, but I don't think anyone would know what that is. Huac? <laughs> yeah. What is that? It's like the... It was like the government... Um, committee trying to find out who in Hollywood is a communist. On this podcast, we're more capitalists, so if you want to, I'll just right. come out and say it. You don't have to try to find us. <laughs> it seems like you have a little bit of a guilty conscience. Is this something you want to let us know, Marlo? <laughs> no, I just like to. I just like to align myself with the, the Hollywood stars of yore. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's important to me. I love old Hollywood as well. I, I I check out Licorice Pizza and drive around on Sunset Boulevard, stuff like that. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to watch that movie. You know why? I. Really really like the idea of bringing like normal looking people back to film oh, speak for yourself you think Haim is ugly <laughs> damn bro i think she looks cute on the poster but she's cute like in like a real a way normal way yeah like in a way that's like not like filtered yeah the return of that but i mean i feel like all of hollywood is kind of like that right like Kristen stewart is pretty big right now and she's kind of a a regular looking gal. No, she's right not. Right now, she's been a star for like 20 years. Kristen, also, Kristen Stewart, even though Spencer's the worst movie I've ever seen, Kristen Stewart is bad as hell. I love Kristen Stewart. I think she's so hot. Yeah. Always have. Sure. I mean, sure. I like her. Obviously, I like her blonde more than any other phase of her life, but... Did you see that movie by any chance, Marla? I did. I just I just watched it. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. We walked out of the theater. What at what point? Like <laughs> forty five minutes in, I was like, I can't believe people are watching this still. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. How long did you last, Marla? I mean, like, I didn't even watch it in theater. We we did the twenty dollar rental fee. So there was nowhere to run. Mm-hmm. You're telling you're telling me, hold on, you're telling me this line cook could afford a twenty dollar rental? Why do we think that I'm still on this <laughs> we split line? It, we cook? Split it. I have like a we have a I have a series. Okay. We I I've lived lives. Okay. I've lived lives, you know. It's, it's, I know. <laughs> she got bodies. What can you do? The did you like the movie or did you or you're saying because you watched it at home you're able to kind of like half pay attention? Yeah, um I was eating a ribeye steak and <laughs> damn <laughs> drinking some red wine and it was it was kind of like in the background. I think that like for me not to be like a spoiler. I think that like it started it started going weird when she was throwing up the pearls or whatever she was doing with the pearls. I was yeah, like, yeah, what is yeah, this? Yeah, so and, then, and then the Anne Boleyn thing, it was very heavy handed for me. She was she was eating pearls? She was eating pearls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your move, little Uzi. Her man. <laughs> Her man, her man gave pearls to his jump off and her the same ones. That's it. That you know you can't do that. That's crazy. Maybe there was a deal. You buy buy two if you yeah. buy your, if you <laughs> bogo. It's yeah, bogo. No family deal. I couldn't watch. I couldn't. I honestly, I couldn't believe. It. I hadn't been to a movie theater in two years. I'm not a big movie guy to begin with, but 
I assumed every. I also kept kind of laughing, and I would look around, and all these people were like dead ass serious watching this movie, eating their popcorn, like it was totally normal. Feel like you're taking crazy pills. It made me feel like Jason. It made me feel like I was taking fucking crazy pills. It really. More, did. more importantly, Marla, let's get into this ribeye. I love <laughs> yes. eating ribeyes. Mm-hmm. So, is this is this something that you cooked yourself? Was this a group effort, date night, girlies only? What's going it on? It was prepared for me. Yes. In home. In home. Not it wasn't from a restaurant takeout. Who gets takeout and the the it doesn't travel well. You don't <laughs> travel with a ribeye like you eat it like right off the pan. <laughs> Clearly, look, it's not it, it's not no French fry. Okay, the ribeye it'll last a little while. Okay, so it was prepared for you lovingly, as most steaks are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, well, I was just more asking if you were like a. You know, a, a chef enthusiast, home cook enthusiast, because I'm into cooking. Right. I mean, I like men who are into cooking. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I really, I really like men who are into cooking too, because I don't cook, and luckily Jason is sick in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, are you saying, Marla? Are you saying you don't know how to cook at all, or do you know some local delicacies? Um. So, when the pandemic started, um, my friends said that the the worst thing that ever happened to them was me having to go into the kitchen oh shit (laughs) this was something that i feel like it was more just like a i think everyone was kind of disappointed that i had to i had to do it because i had gone so long without i i'll do it if i have to but my my kitchen is very not equipped for for cooking i have an oven i have an oven that has the the heating instructions barely legible but fading over time um, and it says the heating, the heating times for, for fowl and venison. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually think it's from the fifties. Even if you were sick in the kitchen, you don't have the tools for the job. No, not at all. I don't have any counter space. It's a struggle. And I've had people who really are interested in cooking cook in my kitchen because I don't want to do it and they find mm. a hard time it's a it's a difficult um setup it's a handicap yeah it yeah. sounds like a, it That's sounds like bad. a challenge on one of Jason's cooking programs you know what I mean like we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna put you in this ill-equipped kitchen and only give you ingredients from 7-eleven and see what you can do exactly Eddie Wong's hosting it sounds like a nightmare <laughs> yeah it's a it's a hot dog dusted with Cheetos it's really it was tough but I made it work so, so what's up I, I read recently that Toronto re- de- is going to decriminalize drug drugs is that true is this the talk of the town over there in your little druggy circles <laughs> I think there's a bill up for being passed about being able oh, to okay, okay. being able to um, yeah you're sensationalizing it um, it's a bill being passed <laughs> about legalizing being able to carry around a small amount of drugs and i don't think i think it's like not really mm-hmm. about but, whatever but it's about whatever to be clear drugs. let's be clear it's any drug that's any i think it's any drug yeah that's very that's very progressive and cool just like canada is known to be how is this is this recent legislation going to affect your life personally <laughs> you know i won't have to carry such a big bag so that's good. Um, I can bring out this. I can bring out this small Chanel at night now instead of my <laughs> laptop size Chanel. It's really nice. So, so you're not a you're not a big drug user then, is what you're saying? It depends. I really like mushrooms. Oh, here we go. Jesus Christ, <laughs> big right mushroom. If right I have now. to hear about fucking mushrooms one more time on this podcast, I don't have like a. I don't have like a lifestyle. It's not a lifestyle <laughs> choice. No, no. I mean, like when I've always. I never have done that thing where you go out into like the forest and do mushrooms. I actually am quite terrified of nature at night. Um, you got to check it out in the daytime then. 
I like it in the daytime. Yes. But you know what? The one thing I'll say is about whenever I have mushrooms, I tend to hallucinate like blossoms falling, which is like really pretty, really just adding some aesthetic <laughs> to my life. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So, so often, often, no, I'm not saying you do mushrooms often, but a, a recurring visual mm-hmm. or vigi that you get. <laughs> On mushrooms, not vigi. Is falling blossoms like a like a cherry blossom from a tree? Yes, that sounds pretty fucking sick. Honestly, honestly, you don't get to fly to Japan and you get to see cherry blossoms like that. That is, I mean, so this should just look like the Virgin suicides every time you get geeked up. <laughs> the sakuras live in your mind, you know. Like that's the thing. Um, so yeah, I enjoy, but you know, it's it's been. But this is, I also think that that's because I was like at home for so long that like there wasn't like, you know, like you weren't like going out and like doing like party drugs. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, mm-hmm. moving on. So no need to move on. What no, about we're, Coke? We're, we're do not Coke? done yet because you seem like a Coke chick to us. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no. I, <laughs> no, I'm already like quite, um, I'm quite like hyper already. Like, you know, I'm already hopped up on lots of like fun things that were prescribed to me because... <laughs> Um, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm hopped up on fun things that were prescribed to me is the best way to say I take Adderall I've ever heard in my entire life. No, but like I don't even need, like okay, like my whole thing is that I'm already so hyper and energetic that a lot of the times people are like enough. Mm-hmm. No need to pour gasoline on this fire. It's already burning well. Don't give her anything. I just had my 30th birthday party like last week. I should tell you a story about that because which low level members of Drake's entourage were there? It's so hard. They really mesh with the crowd <laughs> these days. Like you really never know. Um, they could be in your own backyard and you don't even know. But you know what? I like that he has like cool nicknames for all of them and they're his songs. Are all the nicknames cool though? I don't know all of them. There's probably like Ovio Derek, their accountant. Yeah. Let's hear about your 30th birthday party because that's a big milestone for anyone. Especially right after the right after the book yes. is killing it. You got a little, you know, you got mm-hmm. a little advance money in the pocket. I don't know if you know how the advances work, but <laughs> I, look, don't talk, don't Definitely. don't woman explain advances. You get a third upon signing, you get a third upon turning it in, and you get a third upon publish day, don't you? It's a bit different in my case because mine was already written. Oh, hold on. Oh, so you're trying to stunt? You're saying you sold this shit done? You're like, take it or leave it, losers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, it was. It, it didn't go through. Um, Verso didn't edit it. What? It was edited before. It was an original publisher, a smaller publisher in Canada, and then it was yes. picked up for a, a more yeah. national release. Oh, so they said, all right, so you got, so let me let me put this in terms I understand. So you got upstreamed. You were on an indie label, and then Sony came in and said, you know what? This record is bubbling in the streets. We need to bring it they up. They bought your masters. We, yeah, we need to bring it up to the big leagues and put it on top 40 radio. Versus still an indie label, but you know, I'm ushering them into a new frontier. So fun. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Okay, I <laughs> single-handedly. Okay, so you didn't make any money on your book, but you can still have a pretty good party, right? Let's get into it. So, I there's a local bar near me that I have spent years at, and the man there is a, the biggest curmudgeon in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've picked up men at this bar by myself. Like I've um, cried in the bathroom, but then 
my favorite thing is that the owner, Chris, he, he told me that I'm not allowed to, to cry at the bar <laughs> anymore. So I just like take my Campari soda into the bathroom. Why <laughs> are the prices high? Why are you always crying in this dive bar? Life always. <laughs> it's like a super dive bar though. It's like only, I think I'm the only girl that really goes all the time especially alone it's pretty weird that i'm alone there to be honest don't find me there yeah it kind of sounds like you're almost setting up a little (laughs) invite for them like a a subconscious no no but wait it's funny i go there alone all the time don't come don't come and buy me a drink (laughs) please don't find me there yeah i'm the only girl at the bar just me and my campari i've moved on to chartreuse now chartreuse yeah you really are trying to live old hollywood so you're only drinking stuff from the 40s you really did work in a restaurant that's what this is no i just like it what what brand cigarette extension do you use oh i don't smoke anymore it's not good for you um anyways okay so then usually my birthday parties before the pandemic we were like always like i pick like a little bar and then i just tell all my friends to get there and a lot of the times this bar stuff gets really stressed out but this time i was like okay, this is my local bar. I've never had a party here. Let me just invite everyone. It's like on a Wednesday. Chris is going to let you cook. It's going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. So um, we did that and it was just really fun. I, I I actually can't remember very much. I've been piecing together the story from like the last like 12 people I've talked to about this evening. And like, I tend to like buzz around at parties. I'm a really good, obviously hostess. So I like to like Pop in, <laughs> pollinate the different groups, mm-hmm. um, see what everyone's saying. And then, mm-hmm. um, I, well, my friend got me like a Vaquera like bow. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I had three different phases of this bow, like really excited about this bow, like screaming at everyone to put it in my hair. And then kind of like being like, Ugh, why would anyone get me a bow? <laughs> well, who do they think I am? And then um, I went to the bathroom and I guess someone, this is all third, like secondhand information. Then I went to the bathroom and someone asked me about it. And I literally was like, what bow? <laughs> you just killed the, you single-handedly killed the bow before you'd even worn it? No, I literally didn't even remember that I had it. So you bow. went from loving the bow, hating the bow, and then not even remembering that it even existed yeah. and was given to you. Do, you. do you still have the bow in your possession or did, did it fall down the toilet or something? Yeah, well, it was funny because my friend rescued it from the bar and it was covered in chocolate icing for my cake. Mm. And oh. <laughs> Okay, could, what, what's what's up with this bow? Is this a is this a? It's a designer. It's a designer item. I honestly didn't know you could buy that in Canada. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> this is in Canada. Like you should know that. No. Oh, sweetie, I, I know. <laughs> Chris, you should know that. That's where I get all my moose knuckle. I didn't. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just like this really giant bow. It's like literally like this big. It's huge. You see them sometimes, Jason. You see them sometimes on the streets of East Bushwick. Okay. You know, okay. like East East Williamsburg. That's where you could maybe find that. And you could wear it in your hair or... Or you can put it like... It could be worn as a top depending on what you're going for. No, you're joking. Yeah. No, it's huge. No, it's, no, it's, it's comically huge. Over, it's comically <laughs> oversized, Jason. It's... I don't... I don't know if you look at the trend reports, Jason, but oversized is kind of big right now. Yeah. Not just with pants, but also with bows. Okay. So this is like a Sia style bow. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Yes. Got it. For me, it's a bit Sailor Moon. I understand. Yeah. So what what is up with your proclivity to have your 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 parties at your birthday parties at kind of dive bar haunts and not the club or something a little more exciting? The club. Um. I think that the people always think that I'm like super prissy or something, but I like really am fine with, I'm, I'm happy to go wherever the 
the fun is or, or make the fun. So I think that's what makes it kind of a endeavor that I'm interested in. Wherever you can get a, a, a nice Campari or a French 75 or, or something, any old dive bar haunt like that will do. Yeah, but you know, the owner of that bar did apparently, I can't, again, super confirm this, but he did get me a bottle of Vove, which was nice. He didn't have to do that. Mm. <laughs> um, no, that is nice of him. <laughs> I mean, it is just it is just Vuve, but you know, it's still it's, it's true. Like it's got you a seventy in a dive bar in a dive bar in Canada <laughs> to get Vuve. That's something. Exactly. I yeah. I mean, the other thing is that he had to go to the LCBO. He probably couldn't even get that from his local distributor because he's only selling beer. No. Good luck getting it on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would rather be at a dive bar than the club as well. Okay, but wait. Then they cut me off at the bar at a certain time and then I started sobbing because they cut me off at the bar which is funny because I also don't remember that but apparently my friend said that I was like they're not giving me what I want you're <laughs> and she was like what do you want you sound insane you sound insane <laughs> you sound like the wor- my worst nightmare is what it sounds like I'm a lot of men's worst nightmare that's fine, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> okay so so you'll scream in a dive bar I'm not getting what I want when when you've been overserved and you're they decide in Canada that you're too drunk to to have a drink. Yeah, getting getting told in Canada that you're too drunk is that is a feat. That is truly a feat. Like there's nowhere. I mean, I've I've been there countless times. I've never seen anything like that before. So you. you you're a world title holder because it's not like you were at somebody's house. Ha- sounds like you're angel and devil. It's true. I'm a Scorpio. What does that mean? Um, that I'm really intense and sometimes scary, but also I am a Gemini rising. Oh, thank God. Mm, so you're two-faced. We're all rising something, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you do strike me as two-faced, though. I wouldn't want to be on your bad side. But in a nice way. Yeah, that's true. I'm really, I'm very loyal. I'm very loyal. And so, like, I'm actually one of those people that if you do something to my friend, uh-uh. I'm, like, mad at you for years. And then I actually don't remember when my friend has actually like forgiven. I'm like, mm, there's something about this person I remember that I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, like I'm the same way. Jason's like that. That's why he's my ride or die chick. That's because he holds me down like that. I'm a I'm a grudge lord. Give me any grudge. <laughs> yeah. Grudge lord. <laughs> I don't give a flying shit what you did. I don't remember it. But we we got it's beef for life. Okay, wait. I have a question. Yeah. So them jeans. Yeah. I recall this from my underage party. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't like where this is going. <laughs> what label were you on? Was it Ed Banger? Don't gas him up like that. Jason was not part of the Ed Banger family, <laughs> but he was extended Ed Banger crew. And I will. I'll testify to that. Hollywood chapter. I was, I was, yeah. I mean, I'm bros with them. <laughs> I'm bros with them. And, we, you know, we, we did a lot of stuff together, but I was not. I didn't really like release that much music, so I didn't really have like a label. I was more just like a regular DJ. DJ. Check your check your iPod shuffle though, because I guarantee you have a them jeans dr- well, drum. Well, I'm edit. sure because I I remember the I remember the name. So it's unforgettable. How many how many friends did you have on MySpace? Great question. I mean, I don't remember, but I mean, it was definitely like you know over ten thousand, I guess. When I was like sixteen or fifteen, I had like a lot of friends on MySpace. Who didn't? Lots of people didn't, especially not at like 15, (laughs) but it was so, this was definitely how I started getting into parties because that was like the, that was the entry point. And then you get flown here and go phone, whatever. So hold on, hold on. I know that you're on the record as team fly out. What is a fly out? (laughs) 
That's when a man. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. 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 You've told some. You've told these stories publicly. This is not. I, I'm not. You know. Yeah. Uncovering this. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris, for our listeners at home who don't know what that means exactly, could you please clarify? It's when a rich man pays for a woman's flight somewhere with quote unquote no expectations. I just want to hang out. It doesn't have to be a man. You're right. That's true. That's true. Where where all have you been flown to and? I think we need to be clear on the expectations because I, I think that when somebody's 18, they might think it really is free, but everybody's paying with something. Where my hug at? I mean, <laughs> I think that... <laughs> Where my hug at? Well, I mean, like for me, it was always someone that I kind of had a crush on or something. So it worked out well for me. Okay. Um, but like I was flown... I really, I once went on a trip to Scotland that. Scotland? Wait, in this like manner. <laughs> okay. I'm back. It was very, it was very, um, Spencer. So I hear, cause usually these stories are like, yeah, he flew me to Mykonos or he flew me to South of France. You, you're the kind of freak that's like, yeah, I'm going to the manor in Scotland. I'm putting on all my clothes for this flight. Like we're wearing, so you're wearing a knee length barber when you pull up. Yeah, I caught a shark. <laughs> <laughs> a, they got sharks in, okay okay so you pull up you pull up to scotland to the manor and instead of being greeted with caviar and and some like hairy guy a bunch of like expensive dogs come out and someone's grandma is there and you know we're serving champagne and we're gonna go shark hunting what's the vibe yeah who's the guy is he hot it's like very posh british thing to do yeah, right yeah. it's like very like balmoral castle there's a fleet a fleet of tasteful range rovers or, or yeah rovers exactly. around well okay so this place i remember i was flown there it was like a three and a half hour drive from edinburgh so was in a cab for three and a half hours did you have to pay for the cab or did no okay i'm just saying you know well my friend was like really concerned my whereabouts or where i would be going because there was no cell service in this like area and so she i had to give her my longitude and latitude and um <laughs> drop a pin how well do you know the person that is team fly out we had gone on one drink date before i had been gone for the so i've been in new york for the summer and he was emailing me back and forth but if you're 18 in new york on a drink date where are you are you getting a glass of milk what's going on i the drink date was in london and then mm-hmm. <laughs> understood understood <laughs> So, <laughs> how many airplanes are in your Instagram bio right now? You should add them. There's no space. <laughs> okay, so you're in Scotland, or like, okay, my exotic dream vacation starts. I don't know now, and then you get in a cab and drive through the Scottish countryside for three hours. Mm-hmm. You're wearing the Burberry bikini under the barber with the wellies, <laughs> ready, ready to surprise mate. Heritage brands only, you know. That's that's you have to present that um going into the countryside uh Mm -hmm. yeah so then you kind of the the, even the cab driver was like i've never been anywhere like this because it was all dirt roads there was a bunch of like little houses and you drive to the the very end of the little houses and this is where the one manor of the house and um ian fleming's parents built it what do you know who Ian Fleming is? Do we know who this, this guy's got? I'm saying this guy, this motherfucker's got paper. Like, why are you not with him now? How bad was this fucking weekend? This is so long ago. I've had many adventures since. This is just oh, this is a little keyhole into my life, my my fellows. This is the <laughs> my fellow podcasters. So you're saying to me, this is the this is not even the the richest team flyout you've encountered. This is like to make to make an Ian Fleming reference. There are many chapters to to James Bond, and there are many chapters to Marlowe's life, Chris. It's true. I can see that. And I love, I mean, look, I love peeling back this onion. 
But <laughs> we're just getting started. We we can wrap this up. But when you got there, was his no need to was his family there? Was his family there, or was it just you and him in the manor with the servants? <laughs> No, it was all other couples. It was really weird. Oh, damn. <laughs> everyone, because everyone was like a normal age. Bro, this, you were on Love Island. <laughs> yeah, this is Love Island. I thought this man was I trying to hit. I love Love Island. You would have known. I thought you would have kind of figured it out then with all the cameras and everything. So it was a bunch of couples. <laughs> and then it's like, we don't have to take ecstasy, but it'd be nice if you did. It was it kind of like that or was it all chill? They were really to Valium at that time. What? I mean, cool. <laughs> They're not even trying to make it a secret then. Okay. This guy, this guy, this is cool because this guy was definitely not trying to have sex. Like he's just like, Hey, we're going to shoot some pheasants. I'm going to be fucking fishing out on Valium all weekend and you can just hang out if you want. We're going to do it. We're going to snort a bunch of Valium and go shark hunting. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? This is the least romantic. E- even movie. Epstein's like, Val, straight to Valium. This guy's got no class. Who said, who said it was good? Anyways, the point is, is that, um, well, we had, we had like adjoining rooms. It was very. <laughs> was the lock on your side or his side? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I like really, I really had a crush on him, but he was very like British, you know. Bad teeth? Is that what we're talking about? No, he was just like very like, um, reserved, you know, and I'm like not reserved at all, which is why I didn't do well in London because it was too, it was like, everyone was like, whoa, she's like really wild. Um, but I was just being they myself. Can't bring, they can't bring you home to mama and papa. You were, no. you were too turned up. This is ripped out of the pages of, <laughs> of Kristen Stewart's new movie is what it sounds like. <laughs> yes, basically. And, um, well, we spent like, we would spend like sometimes eight hours on the boat and, mm-hmm. um, we were like catching lobsters mm-hmm. and then we would like catch mackerel and then the, the staff would make like mackerel pate with it. Oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> this is like the most disgusting, less least sexy weekend. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> mackerel, mackerel. For me, this is like nice. <laughs> mackerel pate. Mackerel. That's twisted. That's what you feed the cat. <laughs> and when we when we caught the shark, um, it was really stressful because it was like I had to look up the kind. Con- I actually didn't want to look too much into it because I felt like they were kind of in- endangered because they <laughs> moved in like they moved in like. A clan or whatever. A school. A school. Yes. Well, no, but she is in Scotland, so. Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. A clan. But it was, it was like one of the ones that, um, <laughs> travel like from like Japan to Scotland. They'd swim for ages. Oh. I know. The one that I caught, they, it was, they, they brought it to the kitchen staff to see what they could do with it. It was this not is, good. This is, <laughs> first of all, this is, this is cool. This is honestly, this sounds like hell. So you're, <laughs> you're on a boat for eight hours. You're obviously seasick. Uh, you have to be. No, you ha- just drink sherry. I was on it. You're always drinking old people drinks. <laughs> yeah, what bro. the, what the, the fuck hell? is wrong with you? Yeah, you're onto some crazy <laughs> shit. You ever heard a? You ever heard of Fireball? You need to try some new shit. The boat was fine. We just smoked our Chesterfields and had brandy. <laughs> nice. I don't know. No, I know it does sound nice, and I'm I'm jealous, obviously, and I think it's cool. But <laughs> what about what about a trip to Mykonos or maybe Cannes Film Festival? I have gone to Cannes. Interesting. I actually really hate Cannes. Did you? But hold on. Did you go there for work, or did you go there in a similar fashion? I was flown out. Yeah. Which which kind of fella flew you out to this event? I can't really say. Which actor? But- which one of Leonardo? <laughs> which member of the Pussy Posse was it? No, no. We're talking. We're talking more like a twenty four intern. French oh. cinema, like 
French, the French world. Of I, I, cinema. Understand. I understand. So it's Damn, you must, you're, <laughs> it's a little bit different. You're a real exotic chick to, you're a real exotic chick to these Frenchies. Okay, wait. So listen, no, you know what I was asking? Cause. Damn, did, did Godard fly your ass out or was it Polanski? <laughs> Godard said, I got you the Southwest flight to Cannes. <laughs> I have to say. Godard. <laughs> <laughs> it's French cinema, so it's a little bit different. Oh, the whole weekend was in black and white, baby. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a black and white movie. <laughs> eight millimeter, you know, only the best. My life is an eight millimeter dusty black and white film. <laughs> so, so you're on the yacht. You're on the yacht at Cannes. Now this sounds a little bit more like a traditional flyout situation. The pate is made out of pork, not mackerel. Oh, so. <laughs> You know what? I have really, I really have like a mixed thing about Ken. I find like, it's so ugly. So like I was complaining, <laughs> I was complaining the whole time I was in Cannes. I was so annoyed. I thought it was so yucky and I kept calling it. And like, I really like Coney Island, but I kept calling it the Coney Island of France. Oh, and damn. it's only because it's like, you know, that, you know, that picture on Twitter, that's like the Exxon gas station. And then like, all the little like gas stations all together. Yes, yes. That looks exactly what can looks like when you drive into really? it. So more like yes. can, more like Kansas, am I right? <laughs> yeah. You have to that's yeah, why obviously exactly. you have to get there by boat. Duh. But even when you dock, there's it's like <laughs> ugly. It's really not nice. It made me very disillusioned. I was like, wow, it's so awkward that people walk on this red carpet and it's like it's kind of like it's not like in Hollywood how it's so beautiful. Like, you know, it's like this cool, glamorous thing. It's literally like, it feels like a, um, like a, a tarmac or like an airport or something that you're like, these people, all these actors are on. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of, and also, you know what I did get, I got poison. I got food poisoning in Nice after having, um, I believe it was tuna, tuna carpaccio. Carpaccio. But so you're, so you're in Cannes for the whole week? Is it just a couple of days? Like, what? what's the length of stay? Are you sleeping on a boat? Are you sleeping in a hotel? I actually made the men change hotels. Oh, hell yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't like the first one. That's a good move. That's a good move. I was so grumpy that I, like, made him change the flights for me to leave Cannes early so I could go back to Paris. And, um, I mean, this was a different kind of, this is not, this is not like a dating thing. This was like a, this was like a different kind of arrangement. So, um, (laughs) for listeners at home, she just winked on the zoom call. I, did you meet any cool actresses or anything? Did you maybe rub elbows with, with, you know, Lucas Haas or something in line at the raw bar? Or what was the, you know? <laughs> I mean, once bar. everyone has to wear a lanyard, the magic is gone for me. I don't care about it. That's a good point and a good stance. You know, whenever I'm backstage at a VIP event, I always keep my laminate tucked. You know what I mean? I, in, mm-hmm. Unless security is asking for it. I'm not going to ruin my outfit with that ugly piece of plastic. And if it's a sticker, you put it on the, in the inside of your coat. And of then you flap it open like FBI if someone bothers to ask you. If they don't see my picture on the approved list. Mm-hmm. Well, Marlo, speaking of film and acting, did you? is it true you have done some music video extra work? Yes. Interesting. Well, as have I. So do you remember what some of the music videos that you've been in are? Why? Do you think we were in the same one? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I've been in a couple. So which did which which? Why did you find something? <laughs> no, I did. I looked. You were in a great Death from Above 1979 video. I really liked your work in that. And then the no, the lies. It was an unpaid opportunity, but it was good for the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, what have you been in? Because Jason was in a Britney Spears video. Jason's been in an Avril Lavigne video. Like, big shit. David LaChapelle, he's like American Godard. Actually, LaChapelle's <laughs> also French, isn't he? <laughs> I don't know if that's his real name. When I lived in London, I was friends with, like, a grime crew or whatever. <laughs> 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 but, like, you have to know because it's, like, weird that I'm also friends with, like, I was friends with, like, Trash Talk. It was weird. Like, I don't know why I was friends with all these people but it was like random. so it's like I'm, i listened to so many random genres of music it's so weird i didn't even listen to their music i was just like you were just like you guys are cool and they thought you were cool so you became friends and that was it i don't remember how i even met trash toss but like afterwards they kept inviting me to their shows and i would just like sit in the green room waiting for them to come back i wonder why they would ever invite you to the green room it's so weird <laughs> <laughs> no we were like actually you know what it's because they they would stay with me and they would stay at my house yeah got it got it got it they were like fine with sleeping on the floor of my like tiny apartment it was funny mm-hmm. which which so solid crew video are you in yeah so what what is the grime crew are you able to divulge that information i don't remember what it was called but they called me their the, they always called me like their first lady i don't know what that means but that was like <laughs> is that like a thing yeah that makes know. sense that makes sense um even though so you weren't but you weren't rapping though no you were just making beats I think they just liked me because they said I was like a movie character. So that was basically. Like were you hanging out in the ends? Like, were you like, were these guys like, what's the deal? Were you carrying a gun? Like, what was the vibe? Or were you just kind of a mascot type figure? Uh, I think I was just like a mascot type figure. But then, so like, I wasn't like a run video. So that was one thing that I wasn't for sure. But were you like, were you like standing okay. next to the Porsche or were you like, like a character like what was you know what i mean like was it like or were were you were you like a lead did you have a featured role they made they filmed me like stealing cigarettes from like the from like the (laughs) i don't know like (laughs) they had me as like the little like mischievous thing little like mischief maker um yeah i don't know it was a weird time but like you know what was funny actually why i brought up the ed banger thing before was because when I was like 18, 19, I like DJed, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. with like CDs, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's cool. But like not, not like in any sort of like really good way, but just kind of like in a fun way. But there was one time that I did get a picture with Busy P because. <laughs> Friend of the show, Busy P. Um, because I had to DJ. A Colette at Colette, like when I was like 19 and I didn't know what to do. It was really like I wasn't a good DJ. Marlo, I'm not surprised you weren't a good DJ, but Marlo, <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, I, you know, cause look, when I emailed you to come on this podcast, you were basically like, why would I do that? You're, you're like, what is this shit? Like, oh yeah, some of my f- male friends listen to this. Isn't it a, isn't it a fashion podcast? And I was like, I said no, menswear. Like, it's menswear. She was, she was playing, she was playing a little coy, but she knows all about my life is what it sounds like. I just remember it on those posters. Like, I just, I remember a post, like, it would be like a Vec that she. <laughs> it's an unforgettable dj name uh, yeah, i don't blame you what was so then what was your dj name 
I didn't have a DJ name. I was just myself. Oh, okay. Like, it's hard to explain that life with when people don't really know what I'm talking about. Like, I can never be like, oh, like, Busy P and like all this stuff. Or like, uh. Well, you're home now, Marlo. I know all about Busy P. This is your, this to, is your I'm trying to like, space. I'm trying to like bring up all these things because I, I never get to talk about them. But, and then when I was 19, I got like, the reason why I was at that thing and I call that was because I had a photo book published by Ruka, which was weird. Oh, and <laughs> Marla, what the fuck? Damn. You're only 32. Like this, I felt like that was when I was 30. You've lived a lot of lives. Yeah. I, I, it's really, it's really cool and impressive. I, I love no, all of it. No, it's so be funny. Yeah, and, and shout out to the whole Ruka family. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all um, my Orange County brothers rocking Ruka. It was like the artist network program or whatever. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Was there a theme? It was a photo book that I just made like, in a PDF or something. Like, <laughs> I just was like, and then I sent it to them and they, they sold it at Colette. It was weird, but it's hard to explain it to people who don't know what these things are. You Luckily, know? you're with two certified OGs right now. So we know all about the, <laughs> the fucking lame shit you're talking about. I know all about the Ruka Artist Network. We know all about PDFs. We know about hashtag 35 millimeter <laughs> photography. We know about all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Why should, why should I, why would I do this podcast? That was your response. And now look at you. I didn't realize. Okay. But then I listened to one of your podcasts and you guys were talking about Sweet Green. And I was like, I've never been to Sweet Green. I don't know what I can do here. I don't know what I can <laughs> do here. <laughs> That's crazy that you've never been to Sweet Green. Well, look, next time you make it to America. You know what I mean? We we do have. Some... Do you have a Do you have a sweet green black card? Ne- next time you're in LA, Jason will take you to Sweet Green. It's on. It's, we'll put it on the How Long Gone account. It would be our honor. We're just not going to pay for the flight. That's do the, they the, have? The <laughs> <laughs> that would be an anomaly for me. So we we can work on this later. Um, <laughs> we can discuss. <laughs> this is new, this is a new feeling, and I don't like it. Yeah, no, it's. You also do a, a podcast of your own, though, don't you? Yeah, but not like this. Our podcast is just two bros talking. And yours is just two chicks talking, right? Yeah, I know. But it's funny because we always forget that people listen to it. We like don't want people to listen to it. Smart approach. Good good use of your time. We just because we know what it's actually because we don't get to see each other a lot. So it's fun to like hang out and like talk about a movie because we talk about like rom-coms and women-led films mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And usually we drink a bottle of wine during the podcast mm. so you guys just you get to catch up with each other and then you happen to be recording the conversation mm-hmm. yes yeah it's fun it's not it's not fu- it's not fun when you make it your job let me tell you that i was thinking right about that i was thinking about that because you guys come out with a lot of episodes like a week right yeah we do three a week i'm just kidding i i am i'm passionate about potting do you guys send it to someone to edit or you have to edit it jason edits it what do you edit it on <laughs> Like what software? <laughs> yeah. No, because I have to edit the podcast and I hate doing it. It's so annoying. Which which version of GarageBand do you use? Oh my God. So this is the reason why I'm doing this on my phone right now is because my actual laptop that I've had since 2012. Oh, Jesus. Shit. You really didn't get an advanced damn. <laughs> yeah. This book is, look, the book is good, but it must not be selling that well because that's no, the one thing that's a write-off for you. I mean, the thing is that it's like I would buy anything else i it's kind of known about me i always like keep my technology like the longest i like have Mm. always the oldest phone i always have the oldest computer it's just like not something i think about you're a luddite luddite chick yeah no so anyways that's why it it was broken but then what happened is i updated my 2012 laptop Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't even go all the way to the it, like to one of the versions of Catalina, and then it okay. deleted my my Garage Band. Oh, it was like not no longer you can't use it anymore. So what are you using? Well, I just got a new laptop yesterday and i'm not like a i don't like using things to its like (laughs) utmost functionality i just like (laughs) you know like go on my shopping apps and that's it so you're not doing a lot of like 3d rendering is that what you're saying i don't even know why you would do that (laughs) some people do it for a living she just hits depop and goes to sleep bro she doesn't need to fucking render render (laughs) shit man She's on Depop and Mr. Porter, and she's good. Yeah. Canadian Zillow, you're on Essence and The Real Real. I'm looking at auction sites. I'm like auction looking at- sites. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm like I love to know when the so you don't need a ton sells. of you don't need a ton of horsepower on your rig, is what you're saying. <laughs> no. You don't. You don't even do any gaming or anything. <laughs> One time, I was like, "Wouldn't it be fun or something?" <laughs> to do a twitch stream oh, shit. but then i looked up like how much stuff you need for that i'm really good at computers i would never do that no yeah jason's an expert and he wouldn't even do that that's that's crazy stuff no well if you want me to start editing your podcast we can talk about budgets i don't know how much revenue stream you guys have coming in from the show at this moment the point is that we actually want like to lose money on it. I can help you out with that. So that's really important to me. Yeah, Jason's perfect. Then yeah, he'll charge five thousand an episode for editing, <laughs> and you guys will be in the hole nice and quick. It's no problem at all, really. So you had the podcast; it was going for a while. Then you took like a break, and then you just brought it back. Was that because the book is is doing well, and you have a newfound audience? Or is it just like we got to get to Podden again? No, like on the on that podcast that the podcast that we just did, I was like weird that we have all these new people listening. That is not on purpose. What are you all doing here? I hate to ruin it for you, but you're about to have a lot more after this comes. You're out. the first lady of podcasting now. Are, are we gonna? <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna get like little like bracelets or something? I feel like I got Kirks when I was first lady. Like I got like um. They sent Ubers for me, got me drinks. Marlo, you're always looking for perks. Yeah, you like perks too much. My kind of chick. I yeah, like you're it. like Jason. You like free stuff too much. I like to earn money and pay for my stuff. I love, I love free stuff. What about shoplifting? You ever do a little shoplifting, Marlo? So I was caught for shoplifting when I was 15. Okay, so you get shot, you get caught shoplifting. The guy at Zara is like, nope, I'm sorry, I won't let you go. <laughs> like, how did this work out? What what happened? Well, then they called the police. <laughs> And they oh, were like, no. this is theft under like 5,000. And they were like, um, they were like, you have to get your, like someone to pick you up. Mm-hmm. And, um, my grandpa picked me up, blessed him. He told the lady constable words that I'll always live by. Um, he said, picking me up, he said, eh, just another one of her misadventures. And then we left. Grandpa's an OG for that one. Marlo, Marlo, we appreciate you joining us on How Long Gone. I'm glad I'm glad that you were able to tell us all your tales, and I'm sure there's <laughs> more to come. But the book is called Happy Hour, and you can get that book in America and Canada, I'm, I'm guessing. Yes. You got audio book, too? Yes. Is your ass reading it or somebody else? It's someone I casted is reading it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess we didn't know each other then, so I kind of wasn't up for it. But next time, let me know. <laughs> I don't know if it's meant to be read in a male voice, Chris. Yeah, Marlo, where can they follow you on Instagram and Twitter, etc.? I'm at Marlo Tatiana on all of the stuff. You want to give any shout outs? You know, I think that I would love... Um, 
for more men to read the book. Okay. That would be really nice. Also, great gift for partners Mm -hmm. over the holiday season. Do you think my chick would like it? Does she like fun? She loves she loves fun. God damn it. <laughs> she honestly would like it, Jason, I think. She she usually reads whatever the crazy rich Asian author is up to, so <laughs> similar vibe. It's a similar vibe, honestly. Same level of glitz. Glit the glitz is there. Highs and lows. It's a lower level of glitz, but a, a more achievable level, I think. Attainable, tangible. I could smell it. We'll cop the book, guys. Buy the book from your local independent retailer. Uh, and uh, Marlo, we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Thanks, Marlo. Bye. Thanks, Marlo. Bye. I came in with a new party clock. on your bitch, make that whole one a milli I'm with my boys, and no, we do not milli run. Funny money, no, this is not no silly quack. Got a richer milli, this not a silly one. All this money make me want hit my ditty box. Tell her, tell her at the bank, I'm just give me luck. At the dealer, I can't pull this shit off the lot. Me and my boys, you know that we share that. I got niggas that be moving the tan rock. That's the end of that. No, I cannot talk a lot. Man, these niggas out here, I swear they talk a lot. Drive by on a rat, you a walking cop. Double park, new Lambo with no pocket spot. Carmel does cost, so use my heart a lot. Bend it over, little baby, just arch a lot. Yeah, she caramel, but I call that bitch butterscotch. Dog bars, yeah, they chopping that soap a lot. Got my money, then I had to just flood the block. I'm the only one that fucked on that bitch. But I made that hoe just come and just make the block. Yeah, I pulled up in my car, bitch, I blessed the block. We got shooters that's gonna pull up and extra block. Money like a nigga don't need to drop. Why not open Illuminati like Fetty Wap? Microwave help me drive the ready rock. Throwing money, beat the pockets, got heavy now. Hitting Guala, they don't know when the Fetty stop. Every day my birthday, why the confetti stop? She look good, but she wear fashion over. Took a shop and put her right in some Venema. Got a bitch, yeah, she live in New York, but I took her right down right in.